back to vibing in Valentino. So before we get into our solo episode this week, I just want to remind you that you can purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong. You can purchase my at-home workout kit. It comes with a pair of core sliders and a super heavy booty band. Or you can book a one-hour consult call with me all about anything that you want to talk about for an hour. It could be boys, it could be um, friendship advice, dating advice, any advice for drama going on in your life, you know, if you need a third party, or just a fitness and nutrition coaching call. You can do that at my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, let's get right into our conversation this week. So I used to really struggle with perceiving what it means to get and stay in shape. For a large portion of my adult years, maybe even the entire portion actually, I was in the throes of an eating disorder, like right in there you guys. I was bulimic, I was starving myself, I was binge eating, I was doing all of it. And I realized I never really fully opened up about my eating disorder on here with you all, so I figured it's about time. My eating disorder at its peak really occurred simultaneously with my depression in high school. I don't know if one kind of made each other worse or if one caused the other, but all I know is that it was wild and not in a good way. So I was always a chubby kid, like as a baby I was nine pounds, then I came out chunky. When I was growing up, I was always, always the biggest kid in class, like all through pre-K and kindergarten. I was the biggest kid in class. It was like, it was like not even a competition. <laughs> the adults loved it, you know, because chubby kids are always cute and as a kid, you're not super bothered by being called fat or chubby. You're just kind of like, okay, and? But then you grow up and those comments start to hold some weight, especially when you start to like boys and you see them paying attention to all the pretty girls. So all through childhood, I was up there in the weight class, right? Anytime we had to run in PE class, I would come in last. I was like the token nerdy fat kid. Um, and it didn't help that like later on I got braces and glasses, so it was just all bad. Um, (laughs) it's crazy to even look back on it. It almost feels like I'm watching somebody else, like somebody else's childhood. It's kind of insane. Um, but the first big shift happened the summer between sixth and seventh grade when I really started to lose a bunch of weight on purpose. So it's like the first big shift. There's like several big shifts in this entire eating disorder story. Um, What happened was my pediatrician told my mom that the extra weight would make me get my period sooner. And when that happens, you stop growing height-wise. So we all decided that I need to lose weight. That was when I started exercising a lot for the purpose of losing weight. So I was an active kid in the sense that I danced, I played golf a lot, as extracurriculars that were taken pretty seriously. Like I would 
I was taking dance pretty seriously and I was taking golf pretty seriously, even though I was fat, okay? <laughs> but that was kind of the first time that I ever had to exercise solely for the purpose of losing weight. And that's, that wasn't the case before, you know, my doctor said that. The cook stopped making me anything fried or unhealthy. I'm pretty sure at the time, if I had the gym, if my parents had the gym that they have now, I would be in there too. And I was so young, you know? And I was a little kid, so obviously with the metabolism and everything and growing up in general, um, the weight flew off me. And yet, it still felt like there was more to lose. So during this time, seventh grade, so t obviously seventh grade was a tumultuous year. Middle school was a very tumultuous period of time for me. So during this time, seventh grade, I had to move to New Zealand for six months with my whole family. As part of the deal, I told my parents that I wanted to get Invisaligns instead of braces and contacts instead of glasses. They agreed and so we moved. And I remember realizing how everything had changed on my body when my mom hugged me in New Zealand, like maybe our first day there. And she freaked out at how skinny I had gotten. And I was so proud. Like I was so happy and I was so proud. How she made it seem was like I literally left Thailand and landed in New Zealand a whole different person. And I went from fat with braces and glasses to the pretty popular girl in my school in New Zealand. And I never wanted anything to shake that or risk that. So I started to spiral. What was seen as a healthy weight loss necessary for my health turned into something pretty dark pretty quickly. I would weigh myself at least five times a day. If I weighed over 90 pounds, I would immediately panic. So I would actually, I was aware of what the fuck a BMI calculator was at such a young age, just because I was like now into, you know, quote unquote fitness and weight loss that I would punch in my height and my weight every time I weighed myself. And I would only be happy if it registered as underweight. I would throw up my meals. Most days, my lunch at school was a cookie. Although it was a pretty big cookie, but it was a cookie. <laughs> I would blot off all oil off of like my sashimi. Out of all of my food, I never wanted oil on anything. Like if I dipped a piece of sashimi, which is like, like salmon sashimi is naturally gonna be fatty because it's a fatty fish. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I will not eat this, this is so fattening. Like anytime I would dip it in sauce, I would see the oil spots and I was like, this is not it. I'm not gonna eat this. Everything that I ate had to be fat free. Like everything from like candy bars to like ice cream to everything. It was wild and I was only 13. So after six months in New Zealand, we moved back to Thailand and I went back to my previous school that I was in before I left. So we kind of like put it on pause, you know, like a bad relationship. The school I went to in Bangkok was from first grade to 12th grade. So I really grew up with the same people for 12 years. So when I went back a completely different person than how I left, everybody was shook, understandably. And there were some rumors. I mean, yeah, as somebody who never really got the attention 
or never had any rumors made up about her. It was such a, at the school, it was such a weird transition back to be around the same faces, but now they're perceiving you as somebody completely different because you look different um, and you felt different. Um, you know, when you, when you shed off that one image and step into kind of another image, whether it's just physically, you feel yourself transform on the inside as well. So that's why I said like the transition, it was like I came back to my school, but I came back as a completely different person. And, you know, people were saying that I left for six months to go get plastic surgery or all these crazy things, none of which were true. The plastic surgery didn't happen until I was like 19. But anyway, so I literally spent the rest of my middle and high school years miserable with food. I counted every calorie, and then when I fucked up a tiny bit, I fucked it all up and started binge eating. So I would take one little fuck up and turn it into something like a whole binge eating session. And I would eat 500 calories, go on water fasts. Meanwhile, I was doing hours of dance and cheerleading and tennis every day. At that point, I had quit golf, but I took up tennis instead. I was running on fumes and literally just the energy of my youth. <laughs> if I tried to do that now, I would definitely faint. I actually blacked out a lot from the lack of food at the time, but nothing could make me stop mistreating my body. Not teachers sending me to the counselor, not my tumultuous relationship with my mom because she knew something was wrong, not having to bring microwave lean cuisines to family dinners with the entire extended family, like cousins, aunties, uncles, everybody, not feeling stuck as fuck in my ways and out of control. None of that could like make me stop all the destructive patterns that I was doing to my body physically and to my mental health. The irony is, with this whole idea of trying to control eating and food, you think you're in control, but you're not. You're the one in least control. Food has taken over every single brain cell. And when I couldn't take the starvation anymore, I'd binge eat everything. Scary amounts, actually, like disgusting amounts. And I ended up gaining weight, which made me try to starve myself more than made me binge more. It was such... A sickening cycle for anybody to go through but especially somebody that young um, that hasn't fully developed into their bodies and is fucking up the hormones you know that is conducive to a healthy development obviously I didn't care at the time I just wanted to be as skinny as possible so People around me were really confused by my extreme weight yo-yoing, which happens because you're starving yourself. So, you know, you go through periods of like weight loss, but then you start binge eat. And then the binge eating goes maybe on for like a day or two. But at that point, you've already consumed so much food that you're gaining weight. It's just a whole hot ass mess. But because Thailand has the weirdest culture of commenting on people's weight in front of their faces they made sure i knew exactly where i was on the skinny to fat spectrum at any point in time throughout the weight yo-yoing so it was like i would go to a family dinner a huge family dinner one day 
and I would get the, oh my God, you're so skinny. Two weeks, three weeks later, oh my God, did you gain weight? Fast forward another month, did you lose weight? You know, it was, it was that all the time. It was almost like I didn't want to go to these things because I knew that people would make sure I knew exactly what I was looking like at the time. So, yeah, this dysfunctional relationship with food peaked all throughout middle and high school. And the whole thing with Thailand commenting on the weight is still going on today, but that's a whole different type of issue. I actually have a post about it on my Instagram, my fitness Instagram, Body by Vibing Co., where I talk about it in the caption at length. And I think it just needs to end. Nobody should have the right to comment on other people's weight. You don't have you have any idea what they're going through. Like, think about it. They were making all these comments to me. They had no idea how much I was struggling with food and healthy eating habits. They were just like commenting off of the 1% that they could see. And the 99% that they couldn't, they did not even bother to take a second to think about what, you know, I could be going through in my head. So, so when I moved to America for college, I would continue to bounce back and forth between fat diets. Like I tried low carb, no carb, um, low fat, like high protein, everything, everything that was a fat diet, I tried. So counting calories was still the mindset. And I wasn't exercising because I didn't have dance and cheerleading and tennis anymore. And I also read so much research saying it's food over fitness when it comes to weight loss. So frankly, I didn't really give a damn about fitness and working out if research was saying it was going to help me be skinny. All this research is so misleading, you guys, because it is such a narrow scope of focus, which is just weight loss. It's literally like, you just have to eat less. You just have to eat less. You don't have to work out. You just have to eat less to, to lose weight. So now people like me at the time who read all this research is like, we're like, okay, so we don't have to go to the gym. We don't have to try to be healthy. We don't have to try to do other things for our body to be skinny other than to eat less. So at what point can we stop eating less to lose weight? Like, if I cut down from half a cup of pasta today to a quarter cup and I lose weight, well, tomorrow I have to just cut out pasta completely. Like, when you think of things in terms of just weight loss and eating less just for the weight loss, like, it, there's never an end point to the madness because you're just going to have to keep trying to find ways to eliminate food from your life. And that's not at all healthy. So all this research should come with a disclaimer saying, listen, but working out is still an important tool to look healthy. Because if all you do is you're eating less to lose weight, you're going to eventually start to look sick. So I also got into a serious relationship in college for all four years. And I ended up shifting focus to him and our relationship for a large part of it. And the peak dysfunction with food from high school seemed to decline or stable out, but I still wasn't normal. Like how I viewed food still was not normal. And I was so puzzled by people who could like go to one of the many food places in our school in, in on our campus 
and eat and not have to worry about what the fuck they're eating like there seem to really be people like that like do you not see these as numbers you know and i was still struggling with that coming out of high school so i gained weight my freshman year like a lot because i was eating like my boyfriend at the time who was a 6'8 basketball player <laughs> the weight came off you know after i realized that was not it for me and i kind of i don't remember how it came off my freshman weight gain came off but i didn't really yo-yo much after i think but i still wasn't happy with my body i was just i was like stuck in a mediocre in my mind body um yeah i was not happy with it i was like but at least it wasn't crazy yo-yoing like back in high school as fucked up as my relationship was in college, having somebody who loved me did help my issues to a certain extent. But I was still very much hyper aware of my body and I was not happy with it. I wanted to be skinnier. That was always the constant, just wanting to be skinnier. Always wanting to be skinnier. I really thought that I was just going to live with this fucked up view of food and my body forever. I didn't know how else to do things or see things because by the time I finished undergrad, I had spent a decade, literally a decade, viewing food as the enemy. So how did I get through this? How did I finally, finally find happiness with my body? Well, things didn't change for me until I went to LA. After I graduated college, I moved out, um, and I went to LA. I signed up for Barry's boot camp and I had pushed myself so hard in my first workout that I was like dead after, but in the best way. So I started working out more, I started training myself, and then I got a certification in personal training and I got my master's degree in exercise science to really dig deep. Through my own experiences in education, I learned to appreciate our bodies as really incredibly powerful machines not just for how it looks, which in the right and healthy way is astonishing because you can really shift to whatever shape you want. Like if you had told me in college, or not in college, in high school that this would be my body now, I would never believe you. Because this is kind of like my goal body, kind of. Like I have never been so happy with how I look. And it's such a relief after spending so much time hating your body and trying to change it and trying to punish it for not looking the way that you want it to look. So the intricacies of our body is amazing. Every single cell in our body is smart as fuck. So the more fucked up I treat it, the more damage I was doing to it. And I didn't feel like my body deserved it because it is so smart and it is like whatever i try to do consciously to trick my body whether it's you know those um cheat meals or cheat days or whatever like our bodies are not a computer designed to be hacked or jailbroken into it's gonna outsmart you every single time so Treating your body right and keeping it running properly is the only way that you'll get the benefits that you want from it. And treating my body right started to mean more to me, like eating things that are nourishing and doing things that will strengthen it and doing all of it with balance, not punishing it constantly and starving it 
or overdoing the digestive system. This might sound like it all happened overnight, this kind of shift in my perception, but I promise you that it didn't. It took me years and years, well, six to be exact, from when I moved out to LA to where I am now. Yeah, it took me six or seven years to shift wholly into this perception of food and my body. I will also admit that it's helpful that the beauty standard of today has shifted from supermodel skinny to the slim, thick, athletic eye workout look, which is much more attainable in real life than the supermodel skinny look where it just looks like you're not eating at all. There's never been more of a focus on fit women than today, and for that, I am so appreciative and grateful. Because even if you start the fitness journey just for your looks, you end up focusing on your health, and you end up doing things good for your health. So here are my biggest five pieces of advice for somebody who's struggling with food and eating habits. One, find inspiration in healthy women. Back in the day, I looked up to like Victoria's Secret models, Paris Hilton. There were no curves whatsoever. Everybody was just skinny. It wasn't even a fit skinny. It was just like, um, I don't really eat skinny. Nowadays, everyone is into working out and eating healthy. Everybody, including the celebrities, post videos in the gym or of their food. Fit is the new thing and it's here to stay. So find somebody with a body that you love and admire and that is focused on being good to their bodies and vocal about their fitness and health and follow them. The best thing about social media is that you can see what goes into the creation of these bodies these days. Back in the day, we didn't have that. You don't see celebrities being open about the process of getting their body unless they're doing an interview for like Shape magazine or something like that. And they usually just give you the same one meal plan for every single celebrity but you just see the end result of these celebrities' bodies and it made it so unattainable versus now people are actually being open like you see even Kim Kardashian like posting about working out because you have to see the grind that goes into the upkeep and maintenance of these bodies and then you'll be like, okay, well, I do have to work out because it seems like everybody is working out. Number two. Look at food as nourishment. So when you look at food as only numbers, you are more likely to eat junk food. All processed food comes with a nutrition label. No real food does. You don't see a nutrition label on an apple or on a chicken that's running around on a farm. But these are the real foods that you need. So anything with a nutrition label is usually processed food. You don't want to keep eating those things because I used to, when I was really counting calories and I was so obsessive, I would only eat junk food because I would know exactly how many calories are in the food and I could calculate it. I would never eat home-cooked meals because I was like, what is all in this dish? What is all in this meal? Like, I have no control. I have no idea what's in it. I would not eat it. Number three, play the long game. When you do anything to the extreme, like me going on water fasts and eating only 500 calories a day, you're not playing the long game. The long game is consistency and maintenance. Do not go to the extreme with anything because all that does is it burns you out and it short circuits your entire body's system of hormones, digestion, and metabolism. So the more sporadically you treat your body, 
the more your body is going to go into overdrive trying to predict your next move and you're overworking your body and your stress response system in your body and you don't want to do that number four workout when i say working out saved my life i mean it because without it i never would have appreciated my body and what it can do and i also never would have been able to achieve my current body that i'm happy with and love with the right way of not even weight loss anymore because when you think about it i actually gained a bunch of weight but i look so much better when it comes to a transformation that deals with your body working out is something that is right up there with nutrition because it's the way that you can mold your body versus just decreasing in size which is what food does you actually get to mold your body in the way into the shape that you want which is pretty amazing number five last but not least meditate and journal food can be used as a coping mechanism just as much as alcohol and drugs and when i was young my coping mechanism was food as i got older it started to shift to drugs and alcohol i had to start working on myself to get rid of these behaviors and meditating and journaling and knowing how to process your thoughts and emotions is what i call developing your mental resilience it doesn't sound like it would relate to anything having to do with an eating disorder or developing a healthier relationship around food but trust me when i say that the more mentally strong you are the less likely you are to ping pong back and forth between extreme unhealthy behaviors and also meditating and journaling will help you realize that you are so much more than weight loss you could be more and you could do more and you could actually use the focus that you have spent on counting calories and trying to plan how you're going to be able to get away with not eating this one meal of the day into other things that are more productive and that are actually better for your health like it it really helps anything that you want to overcome and change in your life starts truly with a really strong mindset most of all I want from this episode to let you know that where you start and where you are with your body, your fitness, your relationship with food, your relationship in life in general, or even your business, where you start and where you are now does not have to be where you end up. Love yourself, respect yourself, and everything shifts. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Thank you for hanging out with me this week. Have a lovely weekend and I will catch you next Friday on Vibing In.